Located at the top of Wisconsin, Bayfield County is considered by many of the locals to be the wild side of the dairy state. This is a place of majestic beauty with national treasures that include the Apostle Islands, the natural wonders of its sea caves, and rugged sandstone cliffs that frame the clear waters of Lake Superior. This is Bayfield County Wild. Thank you for joining us. I'm Nancy Christopher, along with my co-host, Mary Motif, Director of Bayfield County Tourism. Hi, Mary. Hi, Nancy. Happy November. <laughs> well, to you, too. <laughs> you know, I know you've mentioned this before, Mary, but Bayfield County is the second largest county in Wisconsin. What I didn't know, and this stat is pretty wild, is half of that land in Bayfield County is in public ownership. What does that mean for visitors, and residents for that matter? Well, what it means is we have a lot of places to stretch out and, and enjoy and really feel um, not crowded. <laughs> yeah. There are so many amazing places to explore. You can be here for a decade and, and not have been everywhere in the county because, uh, you know, you tend to find your favorite spots, of course, but there's just so many places to explore. So what are some of the best ways to enjoy and explore these public lands? So some of that will depend on what you like to do. So if you like to hike, we have over 35 hiking trails throughout the whole county. And if you like to ride an ATV or a snowmobile, we have hundreds of miles of snowmobile and ATV trails throughout the county. And that's really unique, you know, to be able to traverse that big of a distance on an ATV or a snowmobile is really rare uh, these days, I think, with, you know, the population that exists in most of, of the other areas throughout the state. Um, it really makes it unique um, to be able to do that up here. And it's so gorgeous. And it's such a different experience to be able just to go for miles and miles, this beautiful atmosphere around you. I can just imagine. Are there any do's and don'ts to being on public land? You know, it's just really common sense and, and basic courtesy, I think, that is what you need to keep in mind. Of course, there are some very specific rules when it comes to motorized vehicles. But basically, when you're out on the trails that are like a developed trail, it's always best to just stay on the trail. Part of being out in nature is um, preserving nature and making sure that, you know, you don't encourage erosion and things like that especially in more delicate areas like Houghton Falls, where there's a lot of tree roots exposed just because of the topography. You know, so just using common sense and being um, courteous are things that are good to keep in mind. And it's a safety issue, too, I can imagine. You know, if you go off trail, you, you can't guarantee safety either. That's right. That's right. In some instances, that is true in more places than in others. You know, some some places, we do have so many acres of public land that we do want to encourage people to explore. And especially like in the wintertime, you know, strapping on your snowshoes and, you know, just like going off where there's not a trail can be really a great adventure. But you do want to make sure to be safe and be prepared and, you know, don't do anything that is beyond your capabilities. You know, just know your limits and have fun and explore. Exactly. You know, this is another wild stat that, that um, I found too, and that is that Bayfield County has nearly 1,000 inland lakes, and almost half of those have public access. I mean, that's just mind-blowing. You know, it is, because when you think about it, Wisconsin has right around 15,000 lakes, and so we have almost 1,000 of those 
right here just in Bayfield County. It is, it's amazing. We have so many beautiful lakes. So even when you're just driving around from one place to another, you know, take some of the side roads and you'll end up seeing some of these lakes that just pop out at you and, and, and are nice little hidden surprises. Um, now, wait a minute, Mary. How many lakes does Minnesota have? Well, you know, I think they only have 10,000, Nancy. And we have 15,000. I know, and we don't we don't brag. We about don't it. brag about that, but it's another great reason reason to come to <laughs> Wisconsin, right? <laughs> it's that's that's right. That's for sure. Are there any secluded getaway lakes that are quiet, don't necessarily have any resorts or lots of activity going on that people you can know, explore? You know, there are. There's lots of them, and um, I can't tell you any off the top of my head, but I can tell you that when you're on some of the hiking trails, especially in like the North Country Scenic Trail. Follow those trails, and a lot of times you're going to end up seeing some of those lakes and bodies of water that you would not see otherwise. And so I really would encourage you to get out and just hit the trails. Do a lot of exploring. Do a lot of exploring. Take the time to do that. And, you know, don't necessarily, I know it's fun to find those favorite spots and keep going back to them, but then you're limiting yourself to just, you know, from discovering all of these other wild places that are out there. So Bayfield County calls itself home to Wisconsin's national treasures. What kind of treasures are we talking about? So the national treasures in Bayfield County are basically things of interest that have been designated as a national whatever it is. So we everything from the Apostle Islands National Lakeshore and Gaylord Nelson Wilderness Area to the Frog Bay Tribal National Park to the Iron River National Fish Hatchery, the Whittlesey Creek National Wildlife Refuge. So it really it spans the gamut of all the different types of things that are designated somehow as a, as a national item of interest. So one of those items of interest that I think people are most aware of is the sea caves. Is there public access to the caves? Yes. So the sea caves are part of the Apostle Islands National Lakeshore. And there's a mainland part to the lakeshore. And then there are the islands that are part of the lakeshore. And the sea caves are both on the mainland as well as out on the islands. And so there's public access to them depending on where you're trying to access them. Sometimes it's by boat and sometimes it's on the land. So there's actually a hiking trail at Myers Beach that you can hike on that takes you out above the sea cave so you can look down at them and that you can do any time of the year. And then, of course, when the lake freezes over and they can sometimes become accessible by walking out on the ice. And that was, you know, in 2014, we had that extended season of like eight weeks when the caves were accessible that way. And that that, that was hit. so cool, Mary, when those That was were like open. international news. We had people exactly. flying here from all over the world. And, and uh, it was pretty, it's, it's always pretty amazing to see those ice formations on the sea caves in the wintertime. And we can always hope that that's going to happen again. This year. Yes. So what's the best way to find out if the sea caves are accessible in the wintertime? So the absolute best way is by contacting the Apostle Islands National Lakeshore. We have information about that on our website with the phone number. It's called like the Ice Cave Hotline. <laughs> you can hear the latest conditions. And they, I think they sometimes they'll have a camera out there that actually shows you along with the the condition report, you can see whether it's open water or whether it's beginning to freeze up. Sometimes the camera freezes, and so that's not always reliable. But, 
Um, but it's fun to check on that and, and see if you can and see it that way. But always the Apostle Islands National Lakeshore is the expert, and they are the ones who are the gatekeepers, basically, of whether those are deemed accessible or not. Well, that sounds great, Mary. Thank you so much. We're going to talk some more about national treasures with Jennifer Mazias. She's the recreation manager for the Shawamagan Nicolay National Forest in the Washburn Ranger District. So don't go away. The Antique Garden Inn welcomes you to the north woods of Wisconsin for a special experience of a quiet escape mixed with as many varied activities as you care to indulge in. Each room at the main house has a private bathroom and an area to enjoy breakfast, which features fresh, local produce whenever possible. The garden cottage next to the inn also has a loft with a separate entrance. There are footpaths winding through nine acres of stunning forest with stately white pines, hemlocks, cedars, and numerous wildlife species. On the remaining four acres, the house and outbuildings are surrounded by gardens, wildflowers, a small orchard, and wild berry bushes, creating a haven for birds and butterflies. More at AntiqueGardenInn.com. The Timber Baron Inn is your peaceful forest getaway. Enjoy stunning views of Lake Superior, Pikes Bay, and the Pikes Creek Valley. You'll have full access to our great room, fire pit, and of course, breakfast every morning. The inn sits at the foot of Mount Ashwa Bay, providing guests premier access to the Camba mountain biking trails, along with groomed cross-country ski and snowshoe trails. If you're seeking relaxation, our king-size beds, inviting accommodations, and mouth-watering breakfasts will be sure to make your worries disappear. We invite you to stay with us at the Timber Baron Inn and enjoy all that Bayfield and the Apostle Islands have to offer. Find out more at TimberBaronInn.com. Welcome back. Much of Bayfield County is forested, 83% of it to be more precise. The Shawamagan Nicolay National Forest has 1.5 million acres of water and woodland area to enjoy. And here to tell you how to get the most out of your visit to the forest is Recreation Manager Jennifer Mazias. Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. Thanks for inviting me. So tell us what you do for the Shawamagan Nicolay National Forest. Um, I am the Recreation Program Manager for the Washburn Ranger District, and that's the northernmost um, district on the Shawamagan Nicolay National Forest. So we're kind of sectioned into different ranger districts, and this particular one is the one up in Bayfield County. So I was talking to Mary about national treasures up in Bayfield County. What makes this forest a national treasure? Well, I might be a little biased because I've worked <laughs> on this particular forest for 20 years. You know, but really, from my perspective, it's a treasure just like it is with all national forests. It's for the people's land. It's for the public. Our motto is caring for the land and serving the people. So we manage the national forest for conservation, recreation. As you talked about earlier, there's 1.5 million acres. So you can find a little bit of everything on the Schwamick and Nicolay. So yeah, that's a big forest. <laughs> it is. You know, and in our fast paced world that we live in, you know, just to have a place that you can go to for solitude, unplugging, and really just you know, connecting back to nature. So, Jen, what are some of the ways you can enjoy the forest? You know, the National Forest, we manage for multiple uses. So, like I said earlier, you can find a little bit of everything. We have miles of motorized trail, hiking trails, biking trails. We have horse trails. You know, you can find solitude, hike to waterfalls. And what's really, you know, unique about the forest, too, is you can visit a lot of different ecosystems. We have those sugar maple stands that are beautiful in the fall. And the Mukla Pine Barrens is a really unique ecosystem where it has some of the best blueberry picking and the summer. So there's lots of ways to enjoy the National Forest. And a lot of folks come, you know, obviously to camp in the National Forest. And even within our campgrounds, we have smaller campgrounds that have like 15 sites 
that are pretty remote and what I call a little bit more rustic to we have a couple larger campgrounds. We have one down by Drummond, Wisconsin named the Two Lakes Campground that has 100 sites. The hosts sell firewood and rent boats. And so there's a little bit of experience for everybody. You mentioned that Mukwa ecosystem. That's pretty rare, correct? Yeah, the Mukwa Pine Barrens is a really unique ecosystem and it sustains by fire. And so over time, we've had less and less of that. And so they say it's an imperiled ecosystem, you know, in the world. And so we have this really unique Pine Barren ecosystem that comes up into northern Wisconsin. So we have a lot of um, wildlife species, such as the sharp tail. We have some rare butterflies that rely on this habitat. So it's a really beautiful open environment. And I guess I've always thought of, you know, we think of coming here to look at the sugar maples and the oak trees in the fall, but the Pine Barrens ecosystem in the fall is beautiful. The sand cherry turns this beautiful, majestic red. It's, it's just a really unique ecosystem. And for those who don't know what a sharp tail is, it's a grouse. It is a grouse. Yep, it's a bird. And they need large areas of open landscape to thrive. And so we manage that particular mukwa um, ecosystem for like wildlife habitat and just in general that ecosystem and all the species that rely on it. What are some of the top recreation areas, in your opinion, in the forest? Boy, that's a tough one. There's countless ones because once again, it kind of depends on your experience. And so lately I've been talking to a lot of folks who, you know, their families love to go ATVing and we have beautiful ATV trails. And right now that is a beautiful way to see the national forest in the fall. We also have beautiful cross-country ski trails. So the Valhalla Recreation Area, it's kind of our signature site, I would say, here on the Washburn Ranger District. And we have cross-country skiing there, so groomed trails. But now that um, mountain biking and fat biking has become really popular in the Northwoods up here. And so we're working with some partners and we're grooming a piece of that cross-country ski trail for fat biking. I would say Long Lake also. It's a small recreation area just outside of Washburn, Wisconsin. Beautiful little lake. It has um, swimming. And this year, I saw more use out there. I think maybe because our big lake was cold and with all the storms was a little bit muddier than normal. It's warmer. Yeah, right. And lots of warmer and lots of paddle sports. I've been out there a couple of times where that lake has had paddle boards and kayaks. And it's a really safe place for kids to learn how to, you know, start using some of those paddle boats and stuff like that. So, And there's a nice trail that goes around the lake just to go on a hike or sometimes I'll take my dogs for a walk out there, except the last time I did that, the dog jumped off of the boardwalk into the water. Yeah, it gets a lot of use for, you know, <laughs> definitely people walking their dogs. And, and even in the winter, if there's one place that right after we get a snowfall, if you want to go for a short little snowshoe or actually even using your boots, you always know that that place will be packed down because everyone loves to go to Long Lake to walk that little loop. Jennifer, since this is a national forest, can you hunt and fish there? Yeah, hunting and fishing is, um, as you can imagine, is very popular. Right now we're getting ready for the hunting season. And so, yeah, you can hunt and fish on the national forest. You just basically follow the same rules as you do for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. So you get your same licensing that you do through the Wisconsin DNR. We do have some specific rules for the national forest. Like, you know, for example, with hunting coming up, we ask that folks stay 150 yards from any developed campgrounds or recreation sites or trails or buildings. But I would say the rules are very similar to hunting all through Wisconsin. You mentioned a lot of the special features of the Schwamick and Nicolay National Forest. What is the Managed Forest Law Program? Well, I'm glad you asked me that because this is where I think 
the public, and I don't blame anybody for any of this, it gets a little confusing. So we have the national forests, we have national parks, we have the Wisconsin DNR land, we have county land. So the managed forest law program is actually a program for private land through the Wisconsin DNR. And so you can register your land. And I think there's some different tax benefits and different things that go with that. And so you'd have to talk directly. But I think that's where it gets a little confusing for everyone is there's lots of great land up in the Northwoods and kind of knowing what land you're on is really important. And you can always come into any of the offices to ask for help. And so we have stations. We have the Washburn Ranger District Station in Washburn, and there's also a DNR station down in Ashland. The Great Lakes Visitor Center um, in Ashland is a great resource too because I know that it does get confusing for everyone of what these different rules are and what these different programs are and all the different public lands that we have. And are there fees to get into the forest? Yes, for sure there are some fees in some places, but I first want to say that there's actually not in a lot of places. So you can come into the National Forest, you can drive, you can walk through the woods. There's all sorts of places that you can go that are accessible with no fees. But there are some areas that we do have fees, and they're very well marked. You'll see a big sign that says this is a fee area. And they range from different costs, you know, like a day use area. Like we talked earlier about um, Long Lake. It's a great little spot to go swimming and go hiking. And that's a $5 day use fee area. And then we use the fees that we collect to put back into those sites. So there are some areas that are fee areas, yes. And they're like mostly, you know, campgrounds, trailheads, place where there's amenities like restrooms or water or picnic tables, that's typically where the fee areas are. Now, of that 1.5 million acres in the forest, how much of that is publicly accessible? I would say the majority of that is publicly accessible. Wow. You know, we, um, if you think of national forests, we are the only one in the state of Wisconsin. Like out west, there's more national forests per state, and some of them are known for their more larger roadless areas and wilderness areas. I would say that the Schwamick-Nicolay is roaded. We do have the wilderness experiences, but they're typically, they're a little bit smaller, but most of it's very accessible. And I think the big thing about the national forest is like I talked about earlier, is just kind of knowing where you're at. We have a, a vehicle use map that you can get online on our website or stop in at any office. And that lets you know what roads you can drive on, which ones are open and which ones are closed. I was just going to say, even the wilderness area that we have here on the Schwamigan Nicolay, which is the Rainbow Lake Wilderness Area, even that is pretty accessible because the North Country National Scenic Trail traverses that area so that you can still get through it pretty easily. Yeah, I, th I think that's what's great about the Schwamigan Nicolay National Forest is, you know, you can get to some places like the Rainbow Lakes Wilderness Area. You can park and then you can walk in and still and still get that solitude that some folks are looking for on a national hiking trail only. But yet you can also, you know, go to some places that are more accessible also. So Mary's correct that you can get into these wilderness areas and still find the solitude. So is there a, a specific website we should be looking at or is there an app for that to find out where we get our permits, all that type of stuff? The Schwamigan Nicolay does have a website. So it's www fs.usda.gov. And then there's the backslash CNNF. But also, like I said before, you know, stopping in at any um, Ranger District office, we have all sorts of maps, 
They are staffed with folks that can answer any questions. And I think the Northern Great Lakes Visitor Center is a great spot to stop in too. They'll give you any information you want on the National Forest and all the other public lands that are in Bayfield County. Well, that's great. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And when we come back, Mary's going to look at what's happening this month in Bayfield County. So don't go away. Casual gourmet dining at its finest. The Rookery's ever-changing menu features weekly fresh fish specials, beef and bison steak, specialty salads, house-made soups, and other creative dishes incorporating fresh seasonal ingredients from local producers, including some of the best vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free options you'll find anywhere. Our full bar offers a great selection of regional microbrews, premium liquor, and more than three dozen fine wines. And after a delectable meal, why worry about driving somewhere else to spend the night? Instead, feel free to finish that wonderful bottle of wine or enjoy an after-dinner libation knowing you can simply walk upstairs to one of the finest guest rooms in the area. Located seven miles east of Cable in the heart of Schwamigan-Nicolet National Forest, the Rookery Pub and Cable Nature Lodge looks forward to welcoming you soon. Details at rookerypub.com. Welcome back to Bayfield County Wild. The holidays are going to be here before you know it, and the community is getting ready for it. What are some of the big events this month, Mary? Sure. Getting ready for the holidays is always a fun time, and our communities like to decorate and and get in the spirit of things. And it's a great time to come up here and just do your holiday shopping, honestly. We have so many great little shops in all of the communities. So um, even if you don't come for one of the actual events that are happening in the month of November, I just want to encourage people to take a trip on the weekend and come and get your holiday shopping done in a relaxing place that's beautiful instead of fighting your way through the malls. So I just wanted to put a plug in for that. Exactly. And there's some real unique items up there, too, that are unique to the area. There are. I mean, you'd be surprised at all the great things that you can find in the little shops up here. Wonderful artists. And and actually, there is a specific event dedicated to shopping, too, and, and I'll get to that in a second. But starting off the month of November, the Old Rittenhouse Inn has one of their signature events. It's Red Wine Weekend. So if you enjoy red wine, this is a really, really fun time to get up and try some different wines and enjoy the relaxing atmosphere and the food that goes along with it at the Old Rittenhouse Inn. There's also a ski and snowboard swap up at Mount Ashwell Bay Ski and Recreation Area. And so if you're looking to, you know, swap out some of your gear and maybe upgrade or just look for some good deals, that's um, a fun event that takes place early in November. Yeah, great idea. I know, right? And then some of the shops, like the Apple Branch shop at Sunset Valley Orchard has a Christmas open house going on. That's a real specific event that is shopping related too. And she does such a nice job, Sharon does, with that Apple Branch shop. Such a variety of things there, including clothing and jewelry. And it's really worth a trip if you haven't made it out to the Sunset Valley Orchard for that uh, Apple Branch shop. And then there's a holidays wine tasting at Lakewoods Resort. Lots of wine tastings going on. There are, and of (laughs) course, paired with delightful food. (laughs) Then the Holiday Shop Hop is that event I mentioned earlier that is really happening throughout uh, Bayfield and the surrounding area where there are lots of special deals going on and it's a little contest where you get a card and you you know check off the different places that you've been to and then you can enter for prizes and things like that. So that's what makes that an, more of an actual event. And then 
There's the holiday tree lighting ceremony and wassail concert. Rittenhouse Inn has their own group of singers that performs these concerts around the holidays. And it's just such a a really cool experience to be at this tree lighting with the Rittenhouse singers in the background. And of course, you know, hot cocoa and cider. And it just makes for a great memory around the holidays. And then some of our other communities also have tree lightings going on. So hopefully we'll get those added into our calendar on our website as we get a little closer. Madeline Island has a holiday boutique at the end of the month and right around Thanksgiving. And then I think Ulu Glass is actually going to start their glass blowing demonstrations a little early this year, um, right around Thanksgiving as well. You know, I know a lot of people get upset and just say, you know, geez, we just finished Halloween, you know, and now everybody's pushing holidays. But this really does get me into the spirit. And I like that. Yeah, you know, November, everyone's really kind of ready for for that nice holiday feel. Is there anything else we should know about? Well, as usual, you can find out about all of these things and more at TravelBayfieldCounty.com. And also check our Facebook page because sometimes we have events on Facebook that aren't necessarily on the website. And can I take a wild guess about something? Sure. I'm guessing next month's podcast has a holiday theme. <laughs> Maybe, sort of. So next month, we're actually going to talk with Sue Vocek with Ulu Glass. And they do do some special holiday glass blowing activities. So, Oh, wow. Well, thanks, Mary. We're going to look forward to that. Excellent. And to everyone listening, if you like what you've heard today, we'd love to have you share, review, and subscribe to Bayfield County Wild. If there's anything you'd like to know about today's episode, we'll have all the links and resources available in our show notes. On behalf of Mary and myself, thank you for listening to Bayfield County Wild. Bye-bye.